Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to Transaction. I done warmed up now, so I'm about to get them. Today's topic will be about trans, well, being trans, and what that meant to me and how I found peace with it. So, let's get it. Hello and welcome everyone. So as I stated, I would be talking about being trans and what that meant for me, what has been my journey so far, things that have happened to me since coming out as being transgender. So all my life, I don't want to give you like a, a back in the day or a once upon a time story, but you know, back when I was growing up, I did not know what I was. I, boy or girl, I never fit in with any any group of people. As I got older, I did, but I just had no self-identity. I knew that I wasn't female, and everything that I did, I just wanted to be male. I looked at everything as as myself as being male. Like, for example, when we would play house, I'm like, I'm not playing unless I get to be the dad. That's That was my outlook on, on life, that I was a man. And I remember sharing with some of my friends, I was like, yeah, when I grow up, I'm going to be a dad and I'm going to get married to a woman. You know, and everybody laughed at me. And here we are, I'm married to a woman, and going to have a child soon. I'm married to a cis female. So, this this can happen for you, you know? There are people out there who feel that because they're trans, that they're unlovable. Um, that no one will ever want to be with them because they are trans. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is not true by any means. Yeah, you know, if you go on these crappy dating websites, you're going to have to sift through the people who are real. But you can find some real gems out there in the world if you just be patient. So, as I was saying, growing up, you know, I didn't know, you know, what I was. And I remember the first time that I had gotten my period. Worst day ever of my life. I I remember my birth mom having company and me going in the kitchen and whispering in her ear, uh, I had an accident and it's not the kind of accident that you're thinking. It's more along the lines of red. And, you know, she said, oh, just take a shower and put on a pad. What does that mean? At that at that moment, I didn't know what that meant. And it sunk into me that I was a female. I cried and cried and cried for days. It was the worst ever. Uh, oh, man. So, through as me growing up, you know, I always looked at women. Um, I did live as a lesbian before, you know, transitioning into a trans male, but... I was always into women. I 
you know, I remember my first crush. Um, her name was Carrie. <laughs> um, she worked at the school as, uh, you know how when you would go outside to play, they would have, like, supervisors to watch the kids. Well, man, she was so fine. I wonder how she looks today. Carrie, if you're listening, you was fine back in the day, for real. So that was my first crush, huh? Um, but, you know, growing up and then when, once I got to college, you know, you try to find your identity and where you fit in. And I found a group of friends. Shout out to Sassy7. And I still didn't feel like I had an idea, like I fit, like it didn't, nothing was clicking. So I was talking to a friend one day and, you know, at this point people would buy things for me like boy, boy, uh, cards, like geared towards boys. And, you know, I wore men's clothes. I was living as a stud lesbian if you don't know what that is it's the same as being butch just black people call it stud and at that time you know I just I don't know I I was confused and just ready to just die like I did attempt suicide a couple of times um and that's never the answer if you're thinking about committing suicide, please let someone know, someone that you trust, because it's just, it's not not the way to go. You matter too much for that. So after that failed attempt, I was talking with a friend and I just let it out. I said, it just spilled out of my mouth. I'm a man. And... She had explained to me, well, you know, I think that you you may be transgender. And at that point, I was 28 years old. I'm 33 now. I had no idea of what that meant, what transgender meant. I didn't even know those people existed. And now me being one of those people. I didn't know we existed. I just knew of drag and I knew of cross-dressing. I didn't know that people, you know, could live their true self by, you know, transitioning. I didn't know what that meant. And I felt so ignorant, so I Googled it. And I came across this page. I don't know exactly what the page uh, is. I can get the URL for it and tell you what it was, but... It basically broke down what being transgender meant and different steps that you could take to transition. And it was like the best website that I had ever found. I didn't know anyone trans. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what it meant. So I read the website and I was like, oh, okay. You know, so, you know, being trans means that you don't identify with the body that you were born in. And, you know, mentally you're the opposite sex and, you know, scientifically that's been proven. So yes, there. And so I went down the list and I saw things that people would do to transition, HRT being one of them, hormone replacement therapy, otherwise said. And I 
decided to take this list and pick the things that would fit me off of the list. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? I'm on state insurance. I don't know if this is covered. So the first thing that I did was I went to go see my PCP. Now, my PCP at the time did not know anything about people being trans or what transgender meant. I had went in and I said, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm trans and I need help. She was like, give me a minute. She left. I was sitting in there for about 20 minutes. 20 minutes passed. She came in. She said verbatim, we don't know what that is here. You'll have to go somewhere else. And I was like, what? I'm not going to say, you know, exactly what place it was, but I'm just like, hmm, okay. So I guess I have to take matters into my own hands. So I did end up seeing uh, my therapist, who I've been seeing for over seven years now. Shout out to her. And I, you know, asked for what what to do. I came in. I suffer from bipolar as well. I came in with my head shaved one day to my therapy appointment, and I think she thought that I was manic. And I was just like, you know, I'm a man. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like all this time. And we didn't know. We didn't know what was, you know, the issue with me. And, you know, even though I was getting the bipolar treated and the ADHD treated and the CPTSD treated that, you know, I still wasn't whole. And I had the hugest grin on my face, like, you know, a little kid that feels like they accomplished something, like by smearing poop on the wall and then they turn around and they just start cheesing like, yay, look at me. That's how I was. And, you know, she helped me to get on testosterone or other people may call it tea. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, yes, now I'm finally going to be a man. By the way, testosterone does not make you a male by any means. There are many people who can't even take testosterone. And there are many people who choose not to take testosterone. You are who you are. Regardless of what your outer shell presents on the inside, you are what you are. So at that time, I didn't know that, though. I was ignorant and thought, oh, well, you know, Tia solve all my problems. So that's why God, okay, will intervene. I'm not, you know, really a Christian or anything like that. I'm spiritual. He really intervened and, and told me, not literally, but showed me that I was not ready. They were like, oh, you need to go through this hoop and you need to get blood work done. And, you know, I had went in there thinking I was going to get it that day. So I went and did everything I had to do, blood work. Um, I had to get a CT scan. Uh, uh, my endocrinologist is very thorough. And I'd like to, to point out the fact that I did go to an endocrinologist if you are on testosterone and you are not seeing an endocrinologist, you're being an idiot. There are so many things to taking testosterone that people do not understand. 
You cannot just buy testosterone off the black market and think, hey, I'm going to take tea. You don't even know what's in that that vial. It could be water for all you know that you're just shooting up. It's not FDA regulated. It's it's just something that you, you're hoping that that's what it is. And, you know, even if it does turn out to be testosterone, if you take too much testosterone, it then converts to estrogen, which then you will get the opposite effects of what testosterone is supposed to be doing for you. And mentally, you need to be sound. You can't just be all over the place and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to start on testosterone and you don't, you're not in therapy. If you are transitioning, therapy is a must. You must be in therapy because there's so many things that you're going to go through. There's so many challenges. You know, there's dysphoria, which I'll talk about in later podcasts, that you need someone with a sound mind, a sound minded professional to be assessing you. You can't just be out here willy-nilly in it, as people say, and being like, oh, yeah, we, I'm trans, I'm taking tea. Like, stop rushing to get to the tea, okay? It is not that serious. Like, you need to assess and have everything in line and think because once you take testosterone, a lot of those changes that you experience are permanent, Okay, they are permanent. They cannot be changed, such as the deepening of your voice, the hair loss that you may experience. Thank God I have not. Uh, your hairline changing, uh, the way that you, your bone structure may have changed, your height. I grew two and a half inches on T, and my shoe size grew a half size. That I cannot reverse by just stopping testosterone. You can't stop the fact that then you will then have hair growing in on your face, which shout out to my facial hair, which it took three years to finally come in, but it is coming in. And I've been on tea over three years. You can't, you know, you can't just be doing whatever. So I finally got my testosterone and they did not teach me how to inject it. I just got needles and I had the testosterone and I had a set date of when I was going to start, which was November 21st of 2015. So, I'm sorry, 16, 2016. So, you know, I, it was 15, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going back and forth. I'm like, when was it? It was the 2015, but besides the point. So I started and I had a friend, uh, shout out to Jessica, um, for helping me out. She's a nurse and she does not live in the same state as me, but, um, she walked me through over the phone on how to do it. And I had watched a YouTube video on how to draw it out of the vial and they didn't show you how to inject it, but, I ended up sitting down on the toilet, being like, okay, I know it has to go in the muscle. I poked it into my left side of my leg, and I was like, yes, I did it. Like, it hurt so bad, but I did it. And I pulled the needle out, and I sat there, and I'm so sensitive to things. I could feel, literally feel it going into my body. And I was like, hmm, what's that gushing 
wetness running down my leg. I turn around. It's a bunch of blood everywhere. I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know what's happening. I'm about to die. Like, I, I don't know what I did. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong. Well, uh, no one told me you got to watch out for veins. You got to watch out for capillaries. You got to watch out for, you know, arteries and things like that. If you are doing injections or any type of, of type of tea, learn how to use it. I mean, you can go on YouTube. You can, you know, I can go more into depth on how to do it, how it works for me. A lot of guys I know say that they're painful. They are not for me at all. So I I don't know if I just am got lucky or I my pain tolerance is higher. I'm not sure. So I got on testosterone and I was on state insurance at the time. I wasn't working and I wanted to have top surgery at that time. So they did not cover that and here where I live. So I live in the southwest of the United States. I'll just say that. And I opted to have a breast reduction because I wanted to bind. I wanted to do anything for my chest to be flat. And I say chest because I don't say the B word and I don't say the T word because it makes me dysphoric and... I don't want anyone to trigger anyone. If I have, I apologize. So I bind so I could bind. I did that. And I was like, I don't want to have any kids because everyone in my family suffers from a mental health disorder. So I don't want to pass that on to a kid. And a lot of people should think before they have kids. So I didn't want, you know, to pass a seed to a child and then that also make me a mother to me in my eyes if I'm giving an egg. So I decided to get a laparoscopic oophorectomy, which was covered by my state insurance. And I did that. It was the most painful surgery I've ever had. I hated every moment of it, but I would, if I had to go back, I would do it again. And I, my period had stopped. I had been on testosterone for about three months. It had stopped already. But I didn't want to, want to run the risk of getting it again or anything happening because I wasn't using anything down there. And I had cysts on my ovaries and things like that. And they also found a massive benign bulge inside of there that, that they almost could not take it out because it was so big. I don't know how they missed that on the ultrasound. I was like, really? So I had that done. And then I was like, okay, I I think I'm ready to start dating. I was not ready. I went on this, not going to give any shout out to this website because it's so crappy and, you know, I'm not promoting uh, I went on this dating website and I started to, you know, venture out. I told people that I was transgender up front. In my opinion, you should always tell people up front that you are trans. Because to me, that's like some trickery. You need to... Oh, someone's saying hi to their grandma. Hi, grandma. Just so loud. I'm sorry. People here where I live are just so loud um 
I am also very random. I apologize. So I started to date. Um, a lot of the females that I talked to were cis, straight females. Um, they would want to talk to me. They liked how I looked. You know, at that time, I thought that I was the business. Like, oh, yeah, I'm out here passing. You know, nobody's clocking me. I'm going to explain what that stuff means in later podcasts, but no one's, you know, clocking me. I'm good. And they always have to ask you the dreaded question of, have you had bottom surgery? Uh, No. And me personally, I don't plan on getting bottom surgery because I don't want to run the risk of me not being able to ever come again. Like the way that I do. And I can explain that in later podcasts. I'm not about to mess up my life just because I want to have something that is not deemed necessary for me. I mean, some people, you know, who get it, it's for them. And I'm not saying I'm against bottom surgery. It's just not for me. So they would find that out and they're like, oh, well, I don't go that way. Well... Which way are we going? Which way do you mean you don't go? I'm a male. But at the time, I did still have my chest as well. I had not had top surgery. So I was like, okay, well, you know, this is rough. And my self-esteem started to go down. I became more dysphoric. Um, and I just didn't understand why people would initially talk to me and be so hyped up. And then when they found out that I hadn't had surgeries... They didn't want to talk to me anymore. You know, genitals and and a chest does not mean that you are not male. For those of you who have not had surgery yet or, you know, don't plan on getting surgery or you do plan on getting surgery, your your organs don't make you who you are. So people need to understand that. Plain and simple. So I just kind of gave up and I started to date another trans female, which I wasn't sure that I would ever do. And that person really pushed me because, you know, sometimes things that people say to you that are negative really push you to like do the most and and go the extra mile. She was like, you're a boy, you'll never be a man, you haven't even had top surgery yet, you haven't changed your name, you haven't changed your gender marker, you know, you're, you're, you're just a boy. And I was like, dang, really? So I was like, all right, well, that person's no longer in my life anymore, and I just went on overdrive. I don't recommend that anyone do what I did. I had three surgeries in a 16-month span. I went and changed my name, and my name came to me in a dream. And I went and had, uh, are you serious? People are mowing right now outside. I don't understand why you have to mow every three days. Like, there is no grass that has grown that fast that you need to mow. <sighs> so, anyways, um, back to what I was saying. 
So, you know, I hadn't had the surgeries yet, but I did change my name legally in the court and they were so cool. They were like, oh, well, do you want us to have somebody, you know, or just it just be us in the room because, you know, we're touching on a sensitive topic. And I was like, I don't care. I was just so excited to change my name and my gender marker. I didn't care. So they asked me, I stood at the podium, they asked me, you know, am I running from anything? Uh, you know, do I, I can't, uh, you know, get out of the debt that I have and things like that. So I told them, you know, no, I'm not running from anything. I just want to change my name. So they granted it and it was one of the happiest days of my life. It was in, in January of 2017 that I legally changed my name it it really is a euphoric feeling like for anyone who is planning on getting their name changed and their gender marker changed it is the absolute one of the absolute best feelings oh and top surgery and any other surgery you get but for me it was top surgery and getting my name changed so I was like, you know what? I'm done with all these females. Like, and I had even I walked into this one. There was this woman on this crappy website that I went on, and she was like, "Oh, I love to debate." And I was like, "You know what? I love to debate as well." So, let's debate. What is your stance? on the bathroom issue that we're facing like at that time the bathroom issue was really really big and it still is but if you don't know what bathroom issue I'm talking about I'm talking about trans people being able to use the bathroom that they are the sex that they are I won't even say identify with that they are and this person was like oh well you know, if you guys, because, you know, she lumps all of us together. If you guys want to use the bathroom, you need to have your own separate bathroom. And if, you know, some guy just wants to come in the women's bathroom, he can just put on a dress and say he's a woman. I'm like, okay, you know nothing about trans people. Like, trans people will not do anything to jeopardize their safety or want to do anything that would attract any attention. We don't want attention. So why would we go into the bathroom if we didn't pass, if we didn't feel comfortable? That's already another hurdle that I'm going to talk about later in another podcast. But she was so ignorant. I just, I, I answered her back and I was just like, you know, anything could happen to you anywhere in the men's bathroom stuff could happen to them in there you could be walking down the street pop pop you dead you wasn't in the bathroom a trans person didn't kill you you know we're not these predators or deviants or you know sexual predators i have a very dear friend of mine who can't even attend a family function he's trans because there will be children there and the family, I mean, that's just a whole nother story of how black people discriminate against each other. But, you know, I'm I'm just like, 
what does that have to do with anything? Like, he's going to be walking around talking about, hey, kids, I'm transgender. Do you know what that means? Like, it's some back-to-school special or he's a, the clown there for entertainment. Like, it's just, it, it makes no sense. But I was ready to give up, so I was literally deleting my app on my phone. I was like, I'm done with this website. Like, there's too many crazies on here, and I just, you know, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm just going to take a break. And uh, shout out to Coach Corey Wayne. If I ever get to meet you, uh, you are one of the smartest men that I have ever known. Uh, if you don't know who Coach Corey Wayne is, um, he wrote books like How to Be a 3% Man. Um, that book is like the Bible of being a man, basically. So I, you know, I read that book and I was like, okay, I'm done with dating these people off this website, but if I run into anybody, I need to know what to do. So I can talk about that in later podcasts as well. So... You know, I um, was deleting it, and I got a message from someone, and it was like, hello. And I was like, oh, man, here we go again. I don't even know if I'm going to answer back. I need to just continue deleting my, my profile. But something told me to answer. So I said, hi. And this person said, because I had it in, like, four different places on my website, I am transgender. I am a trans male. I am trans masculine. And she was like, I don't know what any of that means, but I would like to meet you still. And I was like, hmm, meet me. Well, uh, these women had degraded me and made me feel like trash. And now someone wants to meet me just so they can say, oh, I don't go that way. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a shot. Like, I'm one of those people that's just like, okay, I'll try it. Um, and so I met up with this person who is now my wife. And when I tell you she is one of the greatest people that I have ever known in my life. She was so respectful of me. She still is. She, you know, asked permission before she did and does anything like as small as going into my bag. You know, she always asks, is this okay?" And I'll talk about our first sexual experience. It was it wasn't awkward, but it was awkward for me because I didn't know what to do. (laughs) Um, But, you know, she's she's just great. And. I met her, and I'm glad I met her when I did. I hadn't had top surgery, and, you know, I was rushing to get it done, but I wasn't looking for anyone, and I just happened to type in the Google, you know, top surgeons in my area, and um, Dr. K popped up. Shout out to Dr. K. Um, And I saw her artwork, and I was like, well, if she can do this on a canvas, she can work on a human body, like... Because their paintings were beautiful. So I ended up scheduling that. And they within two weeks, I got top surgery. They were like, she's leaving. She's moving. Um, 
you need to get this done or you need to go to a different surgeon. So I was like, oh, oh my God, I got to get this done. And to not to mention a day prior to my surgery, my apartment burned down. So I was pretty stressed and, you know, you're already stressed about surgery because you're scared to get surgery. So I got the surgery done and when I saw the results, when they took the grafts off and the, the gauze and all that stuff, I started to cry. I was the happiest boy ever. Well, man, I was so happy. Like, I just, oh my gosh. So I got that done and now I feel complete as a male. I mean, I don't know what steps you're going to take for you that will make you feel whole as a male. But whatever steps you take, don't let anybody tell you that those aren't the correct steps to take. If you want to be transmasculine, which I am, if you want to be transfeminine, you want to be non-binary, you want to, you don't even have to be trans. If you want top surgery, get it. There's always a way, always a way to get surgery. You, you may not get it when you want it, but you'll get it eventually, basically is what I'm trying to say. So I am with my now wife and... You know, I don't know about you guys, but living as a female and living as a male is extremely different. It is so different. Um, Sinatra, really, right now, you're going to scratch on the pad. I'm talking to my cat. You always doing the most when I'm doing something. So straight disrespectful. Um, but... You know, it's it's different living as a male, and I'll talk about that in later podcasts. But really what I wanted to just tell was some of my story and the steps that I went through. I did leave some stuff out, and I'll, you know, in later podcasts talk about that. But I hope that people out there listening that this helps at least one person would be enough. Just I'm just speaking my truth and from where I come from. And I will be doing that on all my podcasts, being straight up honest and real. So until next time.